Hello and welcome to the Coffee and Chat Boxes podcast. This is a place where we talk about enjoying life, getting things done, and becoming the best version of ourselves. I'm your host, Richard Spencer, and thank you so much for joining me on episode four. I can't believe it. It's, it's been almost a month right now since the launch of the Coffee and Chat Boxes podcast. I would like to say I'm getting a little, mo- little bit more used to talking in front of a microphone, and I'm having fun doing it, and I, and I hope, I really hope that y'all getting a lot of uh, good tidbits, a, a good amount of uh, information about enjoying life and being productive, and also a little bit of fun at the same time, because like I say, what's the point of being productive um, if you're not enjoying life? Because I really believe that life is worth enjoying, no matter how hard or no matter how uh, easy it may seem, we should enjoy life to the best of our abilities. Uh, so, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, we have the five-minute journal once again. I'm actually going to share with you on air some of my, uh, at least one of my journal entries from this past week. I'm going to allow a peek into my life for you, and hopefully you'll get a little bit out of it. Uh, we're also going to have the coffee corner in which I discuss the delicious coffee that I'm drinking right now and also the amazing and creative coffee mug that I have. It's one of my favorites. I know I say that about a lot of the coffee mugs, but this is truly one of my favorite coffee mugs. And also we're going to get into the good news broadcast. I have three awesome topics. And also we're going to talk about the characteristics of resistance. If you were with me on episode three, uh, we talked about resistance and this enemy of ours that's trying its best to prevent us from being the best version of ourselves and to be productive. Um, And we're going to talk about some of the characteristics because the one thing I learned about defeating an opponent or an enemy is that first, you must know who you're up against. You must know what you're fighting against. And that will give you um, the opportunity to develop a strategy and to overcome the enemy and the resistance that we face on a daily basis. So now let's get on to the five minute journal. Um, Like I say, I really want to share the journal with you. I really want to share my journal with you. And I also want you to share your journal with the world by emailing getitdone at coffeeandcheckboxes.com. So now let's see. The journal I want to share with you is from Tuesday, January 24th, 2017. And if you remember, there are three components to my morning journal. It's uh, the I am grateful portion, the what will make today great portion, and the daily affirmations. So for what I was grateful for on Tuesday morning, uh, number one was the extra sleep. I got this morning or that morning. Normally, I get up around 4.30 in the morning to get up to exercise and to meditate. Uh, But this time, I was a little tired, so I realized that my body needed a little bit of extra sleep. And we need that from time to time. It's good to be productive. It's good to be on the schedule. Um, But your body and your mind will definitely let you know when you need a little bit of more sleep. So that morning, I decided to listen to my body and hit snooze a few times on my iPhone. Number two was the extra kisses I got for my little girls this morning. So I have two daughters. I have a four-year-old daughter, and I have a one-year-old. 
Now, the four-year-old shows so much love to everybody. If you want a hug, she will give it to you. If I ask for a kiss, she will give it to me at the drop of a dime. But my little one-year-old, she loves to give you a hug. But from her, I probably can get a kiss about one, once a month, maybe, once a month. Sometimes it goes a little bit longer, maybe a month and a half between kisses. I'm not quite sure why. Um, it could be because of my beard. Not quite sure why, like I said, but um, I got one that morning. One for my older, older daughter and one for my one-year-old daughter. And uh, that really made me grateful for my two little girls. And finally, uh, having my life organized at that moment. I really love organization. I love planning out my day. I love planning out my week. And oftentimes I love planning out my month and, and uh, six months at a time. I love planning out my year, actually, too. I really try my best to set goals for the year. Uh, so organization is a big part of my life. Um, but there are times in which organization goes straight out of the window. Like I'm just running and I'm doing things. I'm not writing things down. I'm not putting things on my to-do list. Life is just crazy. And I really hate those moments, but with life, it comes with this organization at times. So it's a part of life. Uh, but on that Tuesday morning, my life was organized and that made me really, really happy. So now to what would make today great, which was on a Tuesday, of course. So on that day, in order to make that day great, it was three things that I wanted to do. Uh, the first one was to create and revise the coffee and check boxes outline. I really love kind of planning what I want to talk about in the episode, kind of get the thoughts flowing in my head, some of the main ideas, some of the main points that I want to talk about. And doing it on that day, which I try, try my best to schedule on a two Monday and a Tuesday, uh, that was one of the things I wanted to get done on that day. And I think I did, which is always good. The next portion is review leader's guide for decisions and plan lesson. I'm a small group leader at my church uh, with the youth. I have high school kids. Uh, and each week I'm, I'm teaching a lesson on a Thursday. And uh, reviewing the, the guide and planning the lesson really helps me out a lot when it comes to teaching on, two, on Thursday. And finally, complete donations for my wife's classroom. So my wife is a second grade teacher at Tobacco Road Elementary, a really good teacher. A really dedicated teacher. Like, I, this podcast is about being productive and getting things done. And my goodness, my wife really lives what I want to talk about on this podcast. She is so dedicated to her craft of teaching. She puts in money. She puts in time. She puts in effort. She puts in her emotions and her heart into doing the right things for those second grade students. And what she wants to do right now is to raise money um, to have different technologies like Chromebooks and other uh, tech in her classroom so she can help facilitate learning and get the kids excited about learning. So luckily, my, my job, Mia Vera, they have this kind of community service stipend in which I can request money and give it to a community organization or a nonprofit organization. And I'm pleased to, to know that I can dedicate that to my wife's classroom because I know that she's going to use it and she's going to enhance the learning of her students in her classroom with the technology that she can get from that donation. And finally, we have the daily affirmations. Daily affirmations. 
So on that day, I say that I am rested. And I guess that comes from that extra sleep that I got that morning. I am relaxed and I am in control. And I didn't think about it at that moment. But now that I look at at those three words, rested, relaxed, and in control, it means so much more to me now that I look at it because there are so many times in which we feel like life is just completely out of control. Like we can't control the things that are happening in our life. It just so many inputs that comes into our life that dictates what we output into the world. But if you're rested, if you're relaxed and in control of your life, you can become so much more productive. And the cool thing about that is you'll be productive with less stress. Now, you can be 100% productive and just do so much in your different projects and the different roles that you have in your life. But a lot of times when you try your best to be 100% productive or increase your impact on people, you get more stress in your life. But man, if you are rested, if you relax and realize that you are in control of your life, you can be productive, but you can also be stress-free. And I believe that we are most creative, that we are most productive when we have less stress in our life. So I think that's what I'm going to focus on this week and next week. I'm going to focus on being rested. I'm going to focus on being relaxed. And I'm going to focus on being in control. Now on to the coffee corner. I have a special coffee from Rona Cafe. Once again, located in Augusta, Georgia. This is one of my favorites. I have some Tanzanian pea berry. Now the pea berry is such an interesting coffee bean. Now, this information I'm about to share with you comes from coffeebeandirect.com. It says that most coffee beans are born twins. Within each cherry of the coffee tree, two beans are grown side by side, resulting in the flat face of most beans. Pea berries, however, occur where only one of the two seeds is fertilized, growing on its own without anything to flatten it. They are individualists, the lone guns of the coffee world. As a result of their independence, many coffee connoisseurs have suggested that each pea berry is infused with all the assets normally reserved for two beans. Now, just to give you a brief overview, brief overview uh, most coffee beans have a round side. They have like a little flat side. But pea berries are mostly round, which is really unique from the other pea berries. I mean, from the other coffee beans. Now, when I read that, I thought... It immediately made me think about what it must be like to be an elite performer and what it must be like sometimes when we try to become the best version of ourselves. And I realized that there are moments in which when we try to be productive, when we try to maximize our capabilities, there are moments in which we can often feel lonely. Like right now, for example, I'm, I'm recording this podcast and my wife isn't right next to me. Right now, I am alone. So another thing is when I'm uh, creating an outline for coffee and chip boxes, when I'm researching for coffee and chip boxes, when I'm planning out the next sister 12 months of my life, a lot of times I'm alone. A lot of times I'm, I'm shielded away from society and I'm all alone and I'm working on the things that I want to accomplish. And unfortunately, we will have times like that. One reason is because in order to become the best version of ourselves, we have to learn to say no. 
oftentimes we have to say no to friends and family when they want to hang out. There are times in which we have to say no to fun things like watching TV or playing video games. And I know personally that setting a disciplined schedule can have an impact on the quality time that you spend with others. And yes, that is unfortunate and that is a side effect of trying to become a better person and trying to become the best version of yourself. But I believe that oftentimes it is worth it. Now, I'm not saying spend 95% of your time away from your friends or your family or your spouse. But I am saying that you do have to put time on your calendar to be alone and to study and to research and to practice your craft if you want to be the best version of yourself. And now I'm going to talk quickly about my favorite, one of my favorite coffee mugs. Uh, It's a really tall mug. It comes from Starbucks. I think I bought it maybe, let me see, maybe around, I'm going to say six years, six years ago. Really tall, brown outside, white inside from Starbucks. Really plain, right? But the cool thing was it came with a pen and I could write any message on the coffee mug and put it in the oven so it could bake a little bit. And then I have my own created coffee mug. So the question is, what did I put on the coffee mug? I put my nickname, Rick Fu 3000, on this coffee mug. Now, unfortunately, over time, you don't see it on the coffee mug no more, but I know that it's still there because in my heart, I am still Rick Fu 3000. Now, who is Rick Fu 3000, you may ask? Um, because of time, unfortunately, I cannot get into it right now. But I promise in the future, I will talk more about who Rick Food 3000 is and what he is capable of. So now let's talk a, a little bit about some good news. So the first topic is offering healthy concession food at high school sporting events, increase sales and offer students healthy snack alternatives. So. Most of you uh, probably went to a few sporting events in high school. And the one thing that I'm pretty sure all of us noticed was that perhaps 99.99% of the food served at concession stands at sporting events has really bad food. Now, I'm not talking about whether it tastes good or not, but I'm talking about healthy foods. Most of the time you have Snicker bars, which is Perhaps my all-time favorite candy bar, which is actually, it, it, I know it is. It's my favorite candy bar. And this is the greatest candy bar ever made in life. And you also get nachos, popcorn, hot dogs, all kind of snackable things that isn't necessarily great for your health. Uh, but in 2014, researchers from the University of Iowa and Cornell University teamed up and got with a high school and decided to study how healthy items on school concession stands impact sales and the students themselves. The one thing they found was that the addition of eight new healthy items uh, accounted for 9% of the concession stand sales, and overall, the sales also increased by 4%. And they also found that on average, about 77% of the students purchased healthier foods when they were available and that the revenue increased for those concession stands as well. So that is good news. Um, 
health is so important, especially around the high school, because with teenagers, they're pretty much indestructible, or at least they think they are. And I thought I was at the moment when I was young and eating double cheeseburgers from McDonald's almost every single day in, in high school. But the more and more we put healthier foods in front of students, in front of adults, in front of anybody, I would say, that's a good thing because life is so much better when we focus on our health, focus on what we're eating, focus on what putting what we're putting in our body. Because I'm a firm believer that the food that you eat can help dictate your productivity. It's really hard to be productive when you're sluggish, when you're tired, when you don't have the energy that you need to be. 100% of yourself. So I'm really excited about that study. And I, I hope that spreads to other high schools and it becomes a change in the high schools of America. And that article really comes from goodnewsnetwork.org. Um, really check out that website. It's really good. I, I have a lot of things to say about that, that website. They provide a lot of information that's really good for your soul, if you know what I mean. And the second topic today is the Atlanta Falcons. And the New England Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. Now, I am a big NFL fan. I have three teams now. I know they say you can only have one team, but I'm a grown man. I can do what I want to do. I have three favorite teams. I, I love the Dallas Cowboys. I loved them ever since the 1990s when they, were, they was really, really awesome. And I also like the Atlanta Falcons. I love the Atlanta Falcons, too. I mean, me and my wife are big Atlanta Falcon fans. We love watching them play. We love going to watch them play. And plus, they're, they're the hometown. I mean, they're in Georgia. Of course, I have no choice but to love them. And finally, I like the New England Patriots because they're great. I, I love greatness. I love watching great teams perform and dominate. It, it motivates me to be the best person I can be. But man, I cannot believe that the Atlanta Falcons, after so much trouble, being a football team, they actually have the opportunity to win the Super Bowl. And I'm going back and forth as far as who I think is going to win. But I think it's time to make my stand. And I will say that I believe the Atlanta Falcons is going to win the Super Bowl 38 to 31. Mark my word. Remember that. So now let's get down to the main event for this evening. And what we're going to do now is talk about the characteristics of resistance. Now, if you were with me last week, we talked about resistance and, and what it is. And just to give you a brief recap, we talked about three main things about resistance. We talked about how resistance is an invisible force that tries to prevent us from getting things done. We also talked about resistance tries to prevent us from becoming the best version of ourselves. And resistance attacks us when we delay media gratification for long-term growth and improvement. So what we're going to do this week is we're going to go into a deeper discussion about the characteristics of resistance. And that's one reason why. And let me go back to the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl is two weeks from now. So that gives the, time, the teams the time to prepare and most importantly, study the opponent. And one of the best coaches that does this is Bill Belichick from the New England Patriots. He and other coaches are really good at studying their opponent, knowing who their best person or players are, knowing some of the tendencies and 
capabilities of the team. And they studied really, really hard and put a lot of time in watching the film on the other opponent. Now, why? They do that in order to develop a strategy on how to overcome the talent and capabilities of the other team and to win the championship. And honestly, we must do the same thing. We must study and understand resistance in order to defeat it on a daily basis. So the first characteristic is that resistance is internal and it's not external. So as humans, when things doesn't necessarily go the way that we want it to go, we're quick to blame the outside world, whether it's our husband, whether it's our wife, whether it's our job, whether it's uh, the boss that we are working under. No matter what it could be, it's so many things that we can blame on. And a lot of times we also uh, blame our past. And I know that most of us or a lot of us don't have the perfect past that we wish we did. We might have parents that wasn't there when we needed them the most. We might have grew up in a really tough and poor neighborhood. Our parents might have struggled supplying the needs that we had at that moment. There were so many things in our past that has an impact on our now. But in order to become the best version of ourselves and overcome resistance, we must realize that resistance is within us. It's just using the outside world as ammo against us. So yes, you might have a terrible past. You might have an imperfect wife or husband. You might not have the best job. You might have the worst boss in the world. But we must realize that those things are the outside world and that's not necessarily our enemy. It's within us and we have to change the way we think and the way we perform within us and not allow the outside world to dictate our success. Now, I want to tell you a quick story. Um, I was in college, I think around 2000, 2001. I was doing great, right? I was in computer information systems. I was learning about programming and about hardware. I had a really good GPA, 3.86 GPA. And then I met a girl in the last year of college. And I don't want to put all the information out there, but let's say that this young lady was not the best lady for me at the time. And I pretty much went from a 3.86 GPA to dropping out of college. Such a major downfall, right? From almost graduating within a year with a, an amazing GPA, I would think, to actually not graduating from that college that I went to at the time. And at that time, it was so easy to blame her. I'm pretty sure my, my mother did. I, my grandmother was willing to go down to the college to fight this young lady. Everybody pointed towards her for my downfall. But now that I look back at life, now that I look back at the year 2000 and 2001, I'm realizing that it wasn't her. It was me. It was me allowing love or lust to dictate the things that I did and didn't do. It was me that allowed this young lady to overtake my emotions and to take my, my eyes off the, the vision and the goal of my life. So that's what I mean about the enemy is internal, not external. We have so many things that impact us on our life. But at the end of the day, it's our name that's on the line. It's our productivity that matters, no matter how the outside world impacts us.
the next thing about resistance is that resistance is universal. And this is this was really comforting to me in a way, in some strange way. What I mean by resistance is universal is that everybody struggles with resistance. Everybody struggles with the force that's preventing us or trying its best to prevent us from being productive. To give you an example, my coworkers, coworkers struggle with resistance. My wife struggles at times. My four-year-old daughter struggles, especially when it's time to go to bed. Uh, my grandmother struggles with resistance. I struggle with resistance. And think about some of the famous people that we know, some of the famous rappers, like people like Kanye West or basketball players like LeBron James and football players like Matt Ryan. Think about like singers and actors like Denzel Washington, all of these famous people. Think about the, the person that you look up to the most. It might not seem like it, but that person has struggled with resistance. But the thing about it is some people have learned how to overcome it. Some people are able to look at resistance in its face and tell it that no matter what you do to me, I will overcome you and I will get this job done. And that's what we're doing and that's what we're trying to do on this podcast. We will learn how to overcome resistance and how to become the best version of ourselves. And finally, resistance is most powerful at the finish line. And my goodness, that feels like the story of my life. So when you're at the finish line, when you're working on a project for months, or when you're working on a business plan for a while, and you're close to finishing, when you're close to putting the cherry on the Chick-fil-A milkshake, when you're ready to put the icing on the birthday cake, resistance knows it. It realizes it. And it holds nothing back at that moment. At that moment, I promise you, resistance is going to throw everything it has in its power to prevent you from finishing the thing that you want to accomplish. You might see all kind of crazy stuff happening and you're not quite sure why. You might have a flat tire on your car on your way to an important meeting. You might start having arguments with your husband or your wife. Your kids all of a sudden start talking back to, your, to the teachers and you have to have parent-teacher conferences. All kind of crazy stuff happens. But the thing about it is that we now know that when we are close to finishing something, when we are close to finishing a project, that resistance is going to throw everything at it to try to prevent it from being done. We can prepare for resistance last bit push and we will be able to counterattack resistance. So those are just a few characteristics of resistance. There's so much more that we can talk about. Um, but if you want to learn more about the characteristics of resistance, please check out The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. This is where most of this information is coming from. Like I say, it's an amazing book, a book that has a big impact on my life. Um, but just to recap about what we just talked about resistance, remember that resistance is internal, it's not external. Remember that it is constantly trying to destroy our hopes and dreams. Remember that it becomes its strongest when we're near the finish line of a goal or a project that we're trying to accomplish. So now the question is, how do we overcome it? We know about resistance. We recognize that it is a real thing. We recognize some of the characteristics of it. How do we overcome it? How do we become 
great? How do we go from good to great? How do we, how do we become the best version of ourselves? How do we overcome resistance? In that sense, how do we go from being amateurs to professionals? We will discuss that starting next week. So thanks again for joining me on Coffee and Chat Boxes. Please, please, please email me at getitdone at coffeeandchatboxes.com. Tell me whether you like it, whether you love it. Tell me and share with me your five-minute journal. Tell me about some of the great and awesome things that's happening in your life. And even tell me about some of the things that you, you might be struggling with. Remember that we're sharing life on this podcast. It's not just about me. We're in this journey together. And together, we're going to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish. And we're going to be great all together. Thanks again and have a good week.